We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ready, set, save, California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure-ready Explorer or the all-new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F-150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So ready, set, save. The Labor Day sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September third you play to win the game you don't play to just play it you don't play to win when you start telling me it doesn't matter we tie get out we couldn't do diddly pool offensively we couldn't make a push down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass we sucked we, we, we sucked hello everyone and welcome to the coach's box i'm your host anthony amico you can follow me on twitter at amixta Thanks for tuning in for episode zero, How Did We Get Here? The song that you heard playing us in today was DJ Steve Porter's remix, You Play to Win the Game. The Coach's Box is a new Rotoviz podcast venture that I'm very excited about, and the intent of this initial episode is to tell you about the focus of the show, a little bit about my background, and what I plan to touch on going forward. And before we get into it, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Adam Inman on Twitter, at Adam Inman, for helping me to name the show. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate the help. Uh, Naming the show was certainly something that I was laboring over for the last couple of days. Uh, And I really like the coach's box. We're going to roll with that. I think it really tells the listeners exactly what it is that this show is about. As you may have guessed, this is a podcast about the ins and outs of football from a coaching perspective. Uh, My goal for this show is to be able to use some of my experiences and understandings of the game uh, to inform people who are interested in learning more really important point of clarification for me is that I'm not proclaiming to be an expert on all things football. Uh, There's definitely still a lot 
that I have to learn as a coach and a fan of this game. Uh, if you have an objection, a correction, or you just want to discuss anything further that you hear on this show, please contact me. Uh, the biggest goal for me on this show is just to get people having better and more thoughtful conversations about football. That includes myself. So hit me up on Twitter, again, at Amixta. Contact me on the Rotoviz message boards. I'm always up to talk football. Uh, one of my favorite videos this year from the football landscape came from a November news conference by Nick Saban. Uh, he starts this conference off kind of laughing, and he just says that he walks by a reporter, the guy has ripped jeans on, and he talks a little bit about how it was for him growing up and how you know, he was embarrassed of his worn-out jeans, but that was all that he had because uh, that was all that they could afford. And, you know, they just didn't have any better. Uh, but he goes, you know, and now people buy them that way. And he laughs and just says, I, I just can't figure out how did we get here. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm interested in today. I think that if you're going to be a regular listener of this show and you want to hear what I have to say about football, uh, you want to hear a little bit about my background in the sport, you want to know a little bit more about me uh, as an analyst, uh, just so that we can really get the most out of this experience. So uh, just a little bit about my background. I played high school football, uh, wide receiver, D-back. Uh, went to a pretty big high school. I graduated with like 550, 600 kids. Uh, I was not a starter on my team. Uh, you know, I was your classic last guy on the bench, but knows kind of what he's doing kind of guy uh, a couple of the kids that I played behind one went to one double a to play receiver uh, one other player ahead of me went on to play division three uh, and honestly I think the best wide receiver on my team didn't even go to college you know going to trade school he's, he's an electrician now very successful obviously but uh you know I think that he probably could have been again another one double a guy he was really good coaching for me was something that I always wanted to do uh, but becoming a teacher was something that was able to make that a reality for me. I, I teach uh, at a high school. I teach mathematics. And that has really you know, given me an opportunity to be really close to this game uh, that I love. And I've coached high school football now for about five years. And I've taken on a lot of different roles. Uh, I've been a wide receivers coach. That, that's the one role that has been constant for me in my time uh, coaching varsity wide receivers. I've been the special teams coordinator, I've been the JV defensive coordinator, and right now I'm also the freshman offensive coordinator. So I've worn a lot of hats in my time as a coach. Uh, we have a really, really small staff. We only pay four coaches. So, uh, you know, when you kind of look at what we're doing individually as a staff, I mean, each of us is really taking on probably twice the role that we would on a bigger staff with eight or nine guys in addition, of course, to a head coach. But it's given me a lot of really great experience. Uh, you know, it's definitely uh, accelerated, I think, my process of, you know, learning the game, being familiar with the game, just, you know, having a lot more responsibility than I think a lot of other people have in my position. Uh, I did step away from coaching briefly after I got married. I got married in 2015. Uh, and, you know, that was a decision that I made to you know, get a little more acclimated to, to being married. I think that uh, it's really difficult to kind of foster uh, a marriage and a relationship in that way uh, when you're spending so much time on the football field. I mean, for us, practice is you know, something that goes until 6, 6.30. Maybe we talk for a little bit. So uh, you know, not a ton of time really to spend with your spouse if you're coaching. So that was time that I wanted to really make sure I gave to my wife. 
And I also wanted to pursue this fantasy thing. I mean, I think a, a big part of kind of my journey in coaching has to align also with my journey in fantasy. And I really wanted to pursue the full-time fantasy thing. I think that's still a passion for me. It's still something that I want to do. But uh, I just really couldn't stay away from coaching after a couple of seasons. So I, I made my way back uh, this past season. Really just couldn't stay away. I mean, the, the second you get back into the game, it's like, uh, you know, you feel like you never left. And I think uh, Ross Tucker always talks about, you know, having the sickness. And I I feel like I definitely have that. I mean, uh, being away was really tough for me. And I'm definitely really excited to be back. Um, by trade and preference, I'm definitely more of an offensive-minded coach. Again, I, I have experience on defense. I coach uh, D-backs in addition to receivers. And I, I do have some input kind of into the defensive game plan. So I have experience on that side of the ball. But... Uh, I'm an offensive guy. I love kind of how offense dictates the way that things go on the field. I love uh, kind of the creativity you can get with offense. So that's kind of my focus. And that's probably going to be how a lot of these things on the show are driven. So uh, if you have defensive concepts that you want to talk about, we'll definitely do that. But, you know, for me, I'm mostly thinking about things from an offensive perspective. That's usually where a lot of my ideas are going to come from. So uh, just a little bit about kind of what we do. Uh, but when I started, we were multiple set pistol. We went, we ran out of the huddle. You know, quarterback would come over, we give him a play. He runs in, we run the play. Uh, maybe we change some personnel groupings. We give the guys that are coming in and out the play. You know, standard stuff. Uh, but after my second season, I was really obsessed with what teams around the country were doing in terms of the no huddle. Obviously, we knew uh, Oregon was crushing it out of the no huddle with Chip Kelly, Gus Malzahn at Auburn, just to name a couple. Uh, so I picked up a book by Gus Malzahn about his system. It was called uh, The Hurry Up, No Huddle, and Offensive Philosophy. And it was a really great read. Uh, very, very simple, but gave you a great idea of kind of the basics behind the Malzahn system, how he arrived at it, uh, and it gave a lot of really good tips into how to implement that uh, onto your own into your own team. So uh, I read it. I loved it. I gave it to my head coach to read, and I would say maybe a month or two later, you know, the offensive staff was meeting to come up with our calls and our signals to go no huddle. Uh, when we go no huddle, pretty much um, I'm signaling in the formation. One of our other coaches is signaling in the play. Uh, we're trying to get right up to the ball uh, and run the play as quick as possible. Uh, and since we've done that, uh, my school has gone to two state sectional finals, winning one. So it's been a really, really uh, major improvement, I think, for us offensively. Obviously, at the high school level, I think that the Differences in tempo, going fast versus going slow, uh, being able to expose defenses, keep them in base coverages. I think that those advantages are uh, magnified uh, at the high school level and obviously the lower level of football you go. Um, defensively, I've coached under two different defensive coordinators. Uh, first, uh, we played a base 4-3 with two high safeties. Now we play a uh, base 4-4. So uh, not a ton difference. I mean, a lot of the times when we were in the 4-3, uh, we would roll the safety up, and it would basically be a 4-4 anyway. Uh, but it is slightly different in terms of the personnel, and I, a lot of the stuff that we do out of it is different. So I've seen a bunch of different schematics defensively. Uh, and a lot of networking occurs naturally in this game. I mean, I've worked with, against, uh, and become friends with a lot of really good coaches. Uh, I've been to a bunch of clinics, obviously. I think a lot of coaches in my position have. You get to see a lot of really quality coaching up close. Uh, and this all contributes to my perspective of the game. Uh, so now that you know a little bit more about me, 
Uh, I just want to talk about the direction of the show. It's going to be very clear and concise here. Uh, and I just can't think of a better way to do that than through the greatness that is Bill Belichick. Uh, I'm a huge Bill supporter. You know, I think he's the best ever. Um, but I tweeted this maybe a, a month ago. Uh, you know, if you just think about some of the things that we give Bill credit for, for being the best coach, you know, in football now or in history, you know, things like him knowing and understanding the rules, uh, trying to take away what his opponent does best and coaching the players that he has. Uh, those are things that I think really should stand out to us as being pretty obvious, you know, and Bill is just coaching at a different level than a lot of these guys. I think that he, even if a lot of other coaches were doing the same things as him, he would do it better. But, uh, you know, just the fact that a lot of other people aren't doing that and it's just so noticeable that he is, I think speaks to kind of where we are right now in the NFL game from a coaching perspective. And that's, that's really what this show is going to be about. I want to talk about optimal process for things like fourth down decision-making, clock management, I want to talk about what goes into game plans, how to beat defenses, or uh, conversely, how to stop offenses. I want to talk about commonly held traditions in this game that I think that we need to challenge, uh, things that we can make better on the coaching side of things in football. Uh, and you know, this is a show that I think is going to talk about a lot of evergreen topics. I don't think it really matters the time of year that we're having these discussions. I know I have a bunch of things written down. I have about you know fifteen or twenty things that I like to discuss but if you're listening and you have topics that you want me to discuss on this show uh, just tweet at me you know at amixta uh, email me amixta at yahoo.com I'm always down to to talk a different topic than maybe something that I've planned you know I think that ultimately this show is only going to flourish if you the listener are getting something out of it so if there's something that you want me to talk about you know tweet at me I might not get to it right away it may not be a, a show topic that I talk about the next show or the show after that but it's definitely something that I can put kind of in the Rolodex and we can you know we can discuss uh, later on so that's really going to do it for episode zero of the coaches box uh, the expectation for me on this show is for the um, you know for the episodes to be crisp and to be tight you know this is about uh, you know a 10 or 10 minute or so show I don't really want the shows to go more than say 20 minutes so they're going to be short. There's going to be quick listens, but I'm hoping that it's something that you can get uh, a lot out of. So on episode one, we're going to begin our journey through the Coachscape. I'm really excited to do that. And again, uh, this is Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. Thanks for tuning in. I want winners. You don't play it, just play it. I want people that want to win. This is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth, number one. Number two, we cannot give them the game. Number three, hello, we suck. I'll tell you the truth. Right now, that person is not sold out to be part of this team. Cannot play with them. You play to win the game. Cannot win with them. Playoffs, hello. Cannot coach with them. That is so much crap. Can't do it. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. 
to get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.